It's May 6th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cottonor is out today. Our top story today, according to Israel's Prime Minister, yesterday, Russian President Vladimir Putin offered a rare apology to Israel following comments from Russia's Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov who recently dismissed Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's Jewish faith by claiming that, quote, Hitler also had Jewish blood, a discredited anti-Semitic claim. According to a news release from Israeli Prime Minister Neftali Bennett's office, the Prime Minister accepted President Putin's apology for Lavrov's remarks and thanked him for clarifying the president's attitude towards the Jewish people and the memory of the Holocaust. The Kremlin did not include a mention of the reported apology in the Russian readout of the call. The European Parliament demands that Russia return planes that it has stolen according to a resolution on the impact of Russia's war against Ukraine on the EU's transportation and tourism sector. Russia, violating the rules of international civilian aviation, forced aircraft leased from foreign companies to re-register in the Russian Aviation Register. The resolution also calls on the EU to tighten sanctions against the Russian maritime sector and to refuse to allow ships moored in Russia on their way to the EU to dock at European ports. In addition, all vessels wishing to call at an EU port should be prohibited from refueling in Russian ports, the resolution added. Yesterday, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky invited German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and President Frank-Walter Steinmeier to Kyiv. The move is a positive sign as the countries have been at odds since the Ukrainian government said the German president would not be welcome to visit accusing him of taking a previously soft stance on Russian President Vladimir Putin. However, relations between Kyiv and Berlin appear on the mend. Both presidents called Thursday's phone call very important and very good, according to a press release from Steinmeier's office. Elsewhere, India's main opposition party demanded a hefty raise in compensation for the families of those who died of COVID-19 after the World Health Organization estimated the country's toll was nearly 10 times the reported figure. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government has rejected the WHO's estimate released on Thursday that 4.7 million people died in India as a result of the pandemic when hospitals ran out of oxygen and beds due to a record wave driven by the Delta variant. India has reported only a few more than 524,000 COVID-19 deaths, the most after the United States and Brazil, with more than 43 million infections. Actual infections are believed to be in the hundreds of millions in the country of 1.35 billion people. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Conservative Party has lost control of key councils in London and the south of England as the Labour Party claimed the local elections represented a turning point. Labour took control of Wandsworth and Westminster, traditional conservative strongholds in the capital, 
while the Liberal Democrats took control of Hull in the northwest of England and picked up a clutch of seats in the southwest. Tory party chairman Oliver Dowden told Sky News, quote, We've had some difficult results, but added, Given we're midterm, it doesn't show Labour have the momentum to win a general election. China is setting up thousands of permanent PCR testing stations, with 9,000 already completed in Shanghai alone, as authorities seek to normalize tough pandemic controls. At present, nearly 25 million residents in the eastern financial hub of Shanghai remain under some form of lockdown as the city battles China's biggest ever coronavirus outbreak. In a bid to head off future flare-ups, municipal authorities have been setting up a system that will make regular COVID-19 testing a permanent feature of everyday life, with other cities taking similar steps. Of the 9,000 testing stations, 5,000 are already operational. A manhunt is underway for two Palestinians suspected of killing three Israelis in an axe and knife attack in central Israel. Israeli police said the Palestinians who carried out the attack in Elad came from the district of Jenin in the northern West Bank. Crossings into Israel from the West Bank have been closed since Tuesday as a security measure while Israel marked its annual memorial and Independence Days this week. The attackers struck in a park in Elad, where families had gathered to celebrate Independence Day and were said to have fled the scene in a vehicle. Police have set up roadblocks and deployed a helicopter in the search for the suspects. Ahead of an election in the Philippines, supporter of Ferdinand Marcos Jr. are using live video to spread misinformation on social media. The violent Marcos era is being recast as a period of strong economic growth and infrastructure projects. Lenny Robredo, the country's vice president and Mr. Marcos's chief rival, is being painted as a communist who has accomplished nothing in office. One such example involves YouTuber Arnel Agravante, who has spread the now-debunked story that Mr. Marcos's dictator father, Ferdinand Marcos Sr., did not steal money from the government, as has been widely reported. Rather, he was given tons of gold by a secretive royal family in the Philippines. The Philippines was once described by a Facebook executive as patient zero in the global disinformation epidemic. But over the years, the government has done little to stop the deluge. On a lighter note, Missouri State Police started their weekend a little early yesterday when a truck carrying 44,000 pounds of hard seltzer overturned in the road. Missouri State Police said the truck went off the right side of Baseline Boulevard in Jasper County and the driver overcorrected, causing the truck to overturn. The driver, a 49-year-old Nebraskan woman, and her dog were not seriously injured in the crash. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend's bonus brief will feature Paul Massaro, an expert on corruption and sanctions policy who currently works at the Helsinki Commission. 
Thanks to new members like Nina from Oregon and our longtime members like Mike from Pennsylvania for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSR Network and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into the Deep State Radio podcast and The Secret Life of Cookies to hear discussions of the blockbuster draft decision of the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.